0: As you all remember, what we were talking about, and this is part two of it, we're considering Jesus Christ as the protector of family. And the Hebrew term is goal, G in English, G-O-A-L, goal. And in Ruth 3.12, and it's 14 times translated in the book of Ruth, it's translated Redeemer. In Numbers 35, 12, and many other places, including the Deuteronomy 19, 6, Goal is translated avenger. So that might remind you where we left off last week. In terms of mankind's sin and wayward rebellion, it's fascinating to me that God in his role as Goal, protector of the family, he chose to be our kinsman redeemer rather than the avenger of blood. God had a choice and he chose the much harder role of kinsman of redemption rather than much easier role of avenger of judgment. In God's relationship to man, it would be so much easier and less painful for God for him to choose avenger. But out of love for us, he chose the harder painful option as our Redeemer. Scripture says the wages of sin is death, and we've all earned those wages. But instead of the Goel avenger of blood paying our salary, our earned wages, our gracious, merciful God gives us a gift. The gift of God is eternal life through our Goel Redeemer, kinsman Redeemer, Jesus Christ our Lord. In relation to Cain and All of sinful mankind, God introduces himself as the kinsman redeemer to all those who put their faith and trust in him. He shows his loving character of grace and mercy. The Lord exhibits mercy and does not kill Cain for killing Abel. But after his death, Cain, the unbeliever, was judged and will be eternally separated from God, who is the judge and final eternal avenger of blood. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? He offers forgiveness to all who believe as their kinsman redeemer. Cain never believed. Despite seeing and talking to God and hearing God speak to him in a Christophany, Cain never believed. The Lord extends grace and mercy to the Canaanites for 400 years, but they do not repent. And the Lord God becomes judge and executioner. In effect, he becomes The avenger of blood, but idolatry and condemnation and giving them a place to live while using he's preserving Israel as protector of Israel to keep them from falling into the same kind of idolatry. And he gives them a place to live while using Israel to eradicate the persistently disobedient Canaanites in judgment. And that will happen again at the great white throne judgment. It also happens throughout parts of history with Sodom and Gomorrah and other continuous rebellious people groups like Amalekites who were totally exterminated at the command of God, the avenger of blood. So while men want to see God and think this would confirm their faith and guarantee their respect and obedience and worship, it does not. Let's look at the biblical evidence. Turn with me to Exodus chapter 24. Exodus 24. This is an example we're going to look at where people saw and talked to God, and God talked to them, and it really had no great effect and change in their life. Exodus 24, verse 1. Now he is, that's God, said to Moses, Come up to the Lord, you and Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu, and 70 of the elders of Israel, and worship from afar. Verse 3. So Moses came and told the people all the words of the Lord and all the judgments. And all the people answered with one voice and said, All the words which the Lord has said we will do. Verse 9. Then Moses went up also Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu, and 70 of the elders of Israel. And they saw the God of Israel. And there was under his feet, as it were, a paved work of sapphire stone, and it was like the very heavens in its clarity. But on the nobles of the children of Israel, he did not lay his hand. So they saw God and they ate and drank, which means they saw God and lived. Verse 12, then the Lord said to Moses, come up to me on the mountain and be there. And I will give you tablets of stone and the law and the commandments, which I have written, that you may teach them. So Moses arose with his assistant Joshua and Moses went up to the mountain of God, and he said to the elders, Wait here for us until we come back to you. Indeed, Aaron and her are with you. If any man has a difficulty, let him go to them. Then Moses went up into the mountain, and a cloud covered the mountain. Now the glory of the Lord rested on Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it six days. And on the seventh day, he called to Moses out of the cloud. The sight of the glory of the Lord was like a consuming fire on top of the mountain in the eyes of the children of Israel. So Moses went into the midst of the cloud and went up into the mountain. And Moses was on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. Now turn to Leviticus 10, verse 1. Remember, as you're turning there, Nadab and Abihu saw the God of Israel under his feet were a paved work of sapphire stone like the heavens in his clarity. Remember. Same guys, Naadah and Abihu. Verse 1, Leviticus 10, 1. Then Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, each took his censer and put fire in it, put incense on it, and offered profane fire before the Lord, which he had not commanded them. So fire went out from the Lord and devoured them, and they died before the Lord. And Moses said to Aaron, This is what the Lord spoke, saying, By those who come near me, I must be regarded as holy. And before all the people, I must be glorified. So Aaron held his peace. Verse 8, Leviticus 10, verse 8. Then the Lord spoke to Aaron, saying, Do not drink wine or intoxicating drink, you nor your sons with you, when you go into the tabernacle of meeting, lest you die. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generations. Which leads most commentators to think that Nadab and Abihu were drunk when they did this. God provided fire and they took strange fire. They took their own fire in to worship God. They did it as drunk men and they were killed instantly. So from this brief study that we've learned several vital facts about God... And about man. First, God is not willing that any should perish. He prefers the role of redeemer to avenger. Second, there's a final limit to God's offer of redeemer to nations as well as individuals. And his holy justice finally demands God acts as a judge and avenger for those who refuse him as redeemer and forsake him for other gods. Which, by the way, Israel did, and that's why they ended up in captivity. Babylon. Second, man has only seen God as Christophany, since no man can see God and live. He who has seen me has seen the Father, Christ said. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son who is in the bosom of the Father, he has declared him. He is the representative of him. Third, that contrary to the opinion of most men, seeing God as a theophany or hearing him speak as a Christophany does not guarantee obedience or becoming the most devout Christian ever. Judas Iscariot saw Christ and the miracles and look where he ended up. And finally, sometimes the holiness of God demands instant judgment and sudden death. That happened with the strange fire, the drunken Nadab and Abihu. It happened when Uzzah put out his hand to hold the ark when the oxen stumbled. It happened when Ananias and Sapphira lied to the Holy Spirit about the property that they had sold. God, through his Son, Jesus Christ, is the ultimate Redeemer. Christ Jesus, the Lord God, is the ultimate judge and avenger of blood, since he avenges his shed blood on all those who reject his magnificent gift of salvation. The avenger of blood, in this case, is God himself. Christ shed his blood for us. And so each of us will sometime within the next 50 years either see him as a kinsman redeemer or we'll see him as the avenger of blood. Everyone. The final judgment. Because within 50 years, most of us will. The old guys won't be here. So now that I'm thinking about it, some of you young turks will be here maybe in 50 years. But I'm thinking that a lot of us won't. I should say, just to encapsulate all of us within a hundred years, all of us will see God either as kinsman redeemer or avenger of blood. So think about that for a little while, because that is the rule. The two options that are out there. Okay, it's now seven o'clock and we're going to have the uh, list of prayer requests with Tim.